0: I am John, Whoopi impersonator and a labyrinth warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. Eric of the Loch Ness and Jacob. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! super awesome geek show i'm john your host and today we have our other host jason with us say hello jason hello anything else you want to say before we get going no all right (laughs) (laughs) today we have an awesome special guest for you guys we have zazu pitts from sour note productions hey hey
1: how's everybody doing
0: so uh zazu give me a little bit of your history here i know you started out as with a band way back in the day, and then over the years, you've gone into production and even doing film and other things. Why don't you go through just a little bit of your background and history of what got sure. you into this business?
1: Sure, sure. So, I've already I've always had a connection uh, to music, just sort of internally, you know, it's, it's always affected me in a great way, it just moved me, and uh, I started out by really being attracted to the drums. So, uh, you know, tortured my parents when I was a teenager, playing the drums in the basement and uh, playing in some bands. So my first band was sort of like this thrash band. And we, you know, had some pretty good, pretty good popularity in the area. And uh, from there, I went on to playing a couple other bands, just doing drums. And eventually it got to the point where these bands would keep breaking up and I felt like after they broke up, I didn't have much of anything because I wasn't a, a great part of the songwriting uh, with respect to being able to, um, you know, write guitar or vocals. So that's when I decided I was going to uh, venture out and try something different. Uh, and that's when I started singing for a band called Bitter Flesh Thing, which was sort of uh, an industrial type of feel. Um, maybe along the lines of a uh, uh, nine inch nails. some people would sure, actually yeah. argue whether that's industrial or not, but um, yeah. I still call it industrial. And so that that went on for quite a while. We had some uh, pretty moderate success played all, all over the Northeast.
0: You were uh, actually were you actually on a warp tour with that band?
1: So we had competed in the uh, Ernie Ball uh, band competition, which I believe is still going on even to this day. Uh, and and we did win that and, and yeah we put, we ended up playing on the warp tour uh, in between ready for this one um, okay yeah Reverend Horton Heat and Kid Rock
0: <laughs>
1: awesome <laughs> So it was like you know right before Kid Rock was gonna hit and uh, we had no no idea who he was so we're all hanging out backstage before the show and and you know they're going yeah we just got signed to Atlantic Records, and we're going yeah sure you did. <laughs> we thought that you know a lot of people just talk, and uh, so we didn't we didn't know wh- how seriously to take them. But um, six months later, they were just like huge, yeah. just shot into stardom, and it was like, well, I guess uh, I probably should have gotten their phone numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, that was a lot of fun, and um, so I uh, did that for quite a few years, and. Really felt like uh, the music scene was starting to change uh, <clears throat> between maybe 2000. Let's see, 2004 and 2009, which uh, that was the time of between the the second and third album. So <clears throat> we came back came back out on the scene about 2009 after being away from it for a while, and it was like everything had completely changed. And and my, in my opinion on that. And I know John we we said we might talk about this a little bit was uh that technology re- really changed the the scene and um, how how people interact with music. So we found it when we came back around the second time much more difficult to engage people and get them to come out to shows um, and it wasn't something that that we were experiencing. it was everybody around us. So So you're
0: saying like are you saying like uh because everything was going online and just all those things were just taking over? Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean so yeah, first I mean you have this you know this technology that's now in your pocket. So, you know, let's say I want to see a band. Well, do I have to go see the band? Or can I just pull my phone out of my pocket and watch a video of of them? You know, so I, I I think that that partially affected it. Um, you know, video games, a lot of people Uh, just sit home and play video games. Um, And the fact that people have such access to music and can download it for free, um, you know, essentially taking other people's intellectual property, that's a whole other, you know, a whole other argument. (laughs) But, um, you know, it it, it doesn't give a a, a lot of incentive to, it, it cheapens the music, let me put it that way. So... Uh, it, it's. It, I don't think it affects people as much as it as it used to, um, because because it's just so easily accessible.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some of the most popular songs came off of like YouTube things or something like that, which are pretty much free for everyone to to watch and listen to. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's become much more difficult to make a a living off of of music. Um, you know, you hear artists complaining about it every day. Hmm. Um, even, even, even some of the, you know, not, not the big, big, big artists, but, um, well, yeah, I'll, I'll say, yeah, even, even some of them complain about it. I mean, look at Taylor Swift, just pulling all her stuff off of uh, Spotify, you know, cause she'd get 10 million plays and, and get paid, you know, what a thousand bucks or 5,000 bucks, whatever it was. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, I guess it comes back to the technology and, um, sort of cheapening the music, but, um, so the scene had completely changed, and at that point, you know, we, we you know we had some good shows and some not so good shows, and you know, I'm playing out and around. But I eventually said, well, I, I think it's time to put the band on hiatus and venture into uh, something else, which was then, uh, you know, writing music and trying to uh, license music into TV and film. Yeah. So that's that's where I put a huge amount of energy as well as uh, producing bands at my studio.
0: And that's where you started the studio. Okay. Right, right. Yep. The produ- basically yeah, basically got a production company then.
1: Yeah, yep, Sour Note Productions. I mean, it's can be considered a production company and so produce artists, um, license music for TV, film, games, and uh, also do um, some music supervision as well.
0: That's cool. Anything that anything that you've done that uh, people might know about, or just list some of the things you've done.
1: Sure. So So the the first sort of, I I had done some local, um, local movies to just sort of get the hang of it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> worked with a, a company called Coleman Films and did two movies with them. One was a, like a horror type movie called The, the Curse Within. Uh, and then the next one was uh, more of an action type of movie, and that was called Consumed in Darkness. Okay. And um, they're that was more l- a little more recent, and they're still even trying to see if they can get some distribution. I know they were working on, excuse me, on that.
0: Now um, you're so- saying, hold on one sec. You're saying local. Um, you're you're actually up in the upstate New York area, like Rochester area and stuff, right? Correct. Yeah. Right. All right, and Colt, they're up there too. That stu- that that film studio.
1: Yep, they are. They're okay. in Rochester. Okay. <clears throat> so so then um, sort of the first break came when uh, I had a buddy who I, who I had met actually in Rochester through um, the music scene and just playing out. And <clears throat> he used to do sound at one of the venues we used to play. And um, my first exposure to him you know, was him doing the sound and coming up to me after the show saying – you know, wow! You guys were pretty awesome. I, I really dig what you're doing, and uh, you know, of course, I was appreciative. and And he <clears throat> he was just asking me about the sequencing that we did with um, the band because you know it was industrial and sure. you played it. You played a sequencing, so he had an interest to try to try to bring that into his uh, band that he was doing. So I had told him, you know, yeah, any yeah, if you want some help on that, anytime you want, just let me know. You can come down to the studio. We can uh, try and do something for one of your songs to see if, see what has a good feel. And, um, so really just, you know, being friendly to the guy yeah. and he had always remembered that. So, um, he, he ends up going to moving to New York city. He, he had a, uh, uh, he had just gotten a degree in, um, music business and I think film. So he, he ends up moving to the New York city area. Ends up hooking up with uh, some production companies out there. And one day out of the blue, I, I get a, a text message from him saying, do you want a music supervisor reality show? Oh, wow. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm like, what what the heck is this? So, you know, we end up talking and he sort of fills me in on what what's going on. This, this production company out of the
2: <clears> –
1: <throat> so this company was actually out of the Jersey City area uh, called Humanity Pride Productions. And um, they were working on a reality uh, show called "The Next American Gay," and um, had some some pretty good success with it. it. They they had gotten into seven different countries. Interesting. I, yeah. So that was so I you know I basically interviewed with these guys and they liked me and it ended up working out. So um, I so I did that for the show. Now they they enjoyed working with me, and um, next thing you know. They they were partnering with another company out of New York, um, uh, well, sort of the same area. It's like Jersey City, New York City. Yeah. Um, these these production companies, and um, so Diamond Jesus Productions and a director called uh, uh, named Joe Joe Papitone. So they partnered to do uh, a film, an independent film, and it, it's a, a comedy. It was called The Jersey Devil, and <laughs> <clears throat> they were looking for music you know and i said well uh, i love the opportunity to try you know i've already been doing some scoring for um some local films and uh and they said yeah absolutely if we can uh if we can make it work and everything connects then let's do that so <clears throat> i went down they started filming uh and i i go down just to sort of check out the production to sit in on it get a feel for it yeah and uh so I come back and, you know, I had seen a lot, uh, witnessed a lot of the scene and I, you know, I, I read the whole script, so I knew what it was about. And I said, well, I'm going to write a piece just on spec, pick a scene out of the movie and write a piece for it that I think, uh, would go well with it. So that's exactly what I did. Um, and it was, uh, you know, again, sort of a cinematic type, type feel with, um, you know, uh, or orchestra instruments and, um, and by the way it was really a challenge because if you think about it you know this is a comedy movie <laughs> how, how do you how do you make something funny with music
0: yeah
1: right so it was like that that was the biggest challenge for me i mean i've i'd always done sort of just you know rock and aggressive stuff and yeah, know, yeah. maybe some ballads um maybe progressive rock but and some pop stuff but to to try and make something funny that it it really stretched me and 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 also that's what I loved about it because huh. you know because it was it was uh I guess broadening my horizons, you know,
0: yeah, it gave you that challenge and something to strive for,
1: yeah, so I wrote the piece, I sent it over, and w- with the intent of you know maybe they could use it in that scene, and next thing you know they they wrote me back and said, um this is amazing, this is gonna be the the theme for for the movie.
0: What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay." But uh, so then I had to. I, it was maybe only a minute and thirty seconds at that point. Um, so then I had to develop it out into a full, you know, like three three and a half minute piece, whatever I ended up being. Yeah. So. Um, uh, so yeah. So that and then that movie went on to um, be accepted into the Atlantic City Down Beach Festival and won four awards, including... Oh, cool. The, yeah, yeah, it was definitely cool, including the best comedy feature. So, um, you know, so for the first movie, uh, independent movie that I was involved in, to have that happen, it was just exciting.
0: Yeah. Now, was it like the Jersey Devil? Was it actually the creature, the Jersey Devil?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, everybody, oh, uh, everybody right, thinks right. that, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but the concept is, um, so Lucifer... Uh, it, you know, rules over hell, and when he took when he took over hell, he he had agreed to term limits, okay, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, for whatever reason, and his term limits were expiring, so he had to uh, relinquish the reins of hell to uh, a new devil that was coming in, and you know, this new guy is like younger and hipper, and he has all these ideas of how he thinks he's gonna uh, take, you know. Where, where he's going to take hell and what he's going to do. So of course, uh, Lucifer's going out of his mind because he, he's like, hell's run like this for, for thousands of years. You're going to come in and, and change it. What are you doing? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so the new devil decides he's going to relocate hell. And they're looking at all these different places, you know, like Las Vegas and CD Hollywood and all, and all these different things. And they, they, uh, ultimately, de- de- you know, determine that they're going to relocate it to um, Jersey City, so okay. thus the Jersey Devil. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, Lucifer's trying to sabotage his plans and and uh, it, you know, trying to be evil, but in, in reality, it's all not. It's really not all that evil. So that's where the comedy starts coming into play. Sure. Yeah.
0: So now, if I get it right, you you have gone up to the point where now you're doing a new film that's going to be coming out around Halloween this year, right? Um. Well, actually, this uh, This is the one I'm talking about,
1: is uh, the Jersey Devil. Oh, okay. Will be released October 27th worldwide. Okay. Uh, so they just secured the distribution deal. Yeah, usually you go through, uh, they do the film festival circuit first, um, and then they get, then they... Do the distribu, you know, the secure distribution. So sure. that that's
0: because they happen- win, because so, they win some awards. People start looking at it, and they go, "Oh, let's really, let's put it out widely, right?"
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how you get your interest. Yeah. So, um, so the Shami Media Group was the um uh, company that is going to distribute, and it'll be um, video on demand. Uh, so Amazon. Uh, I'm still waiting to hear on Netflix. I am not sure of the details on that yet, but um, it'll be on a bunch of you know streaming sites. And and then brick and mortar, so it's going to be in um, Best Buy and uh, probably I, I knew some of these, probably Walmart and, and uh, Fye.
0: Sure, but yeah. uh, Target I know F- stuff like that. Tar- yeah, Target
1: was one. Yep. yep. So so it'll be uh, available, you know, through DVD as well. That's cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, how, how does it make you feel like having come this far in your career and then seeing that like you're going to have something on the store shelves? You know what I mean, and something that's going to be on Amazon for people to watch and stuff. Like, well, how does yeah. that, how does that feel, you know, like
1: through, through an official uh, distribution company? Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: personally, I mean, just like I kind of like, does it feel like, oh my gosh, I'm actually making it or is it just kind of like, do you still feel the same as you always have, you know?
1: Well, it, it, it feels good, um, but in a different way. So I always tell people like when they ask me about the, the warp Tour experience, yeah, um, like that was was one of the best experiences in my life from a live performance perspective because there there is like no other feeling than standing in front of thousands of people yeah being on the stage and just having them go nuts people that don't even know who you are <laughs> well I mean was like
0: there was tens
1: of thousands at what a warp tour right um, usually they get you know I'm not sure how the attendance is now I, I'm, I think they're still doing pretty well but yeah there was probably 10,000 people going to those shows back in the day. Yeah. But there were two stages, so we were we were on the smaller stage, so we still probably had maybe a couple thousand in front of us, you know. Um, yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, really, just, it, it was so strange because you know, you know, you knew these people had never seen you, never heard of you before, and they would just be going ballistic <laughs> out of their minds. So um, I can't. It, it's it's tough to explain, you know, the adrenaline rush of of, of dealing with that. But yeah. um, so so that you know that's that's one one sort of rush but in another way yeah this is like a a rush from the perspective of you know man i you know you you do this music and you you're you're sort of taking a blank template that so you you think you know just think you have this this uh these visuals this video in front of you and how how do you how do you create the emotion around that right yeah so it's cool it's cool from the perspective people are going to be watching this movie and they're gonna be moved by the mo- the music as they're watching the movie. So the- so the rush comes from the you know from the sense that yeah you know these people are gonna um, experience music in a whole different way other than when I was playing in a band which was um, you know unless they're seeing you live there was a visual aspect to that but usually they're just listening to it you know so now this is like music and visual together um, to-, to affect people in a whole different way.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like you're setting the mood for the film and what they're watching.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, but it's you know as far as the production company, uh, it's it, it's going well. Um, so th- this this movie, I had a, a partner that uh, uh, came in and helped me a lot with the movie. His name's Brandon Williams, and um, he was uh, very very helpful because I always like to collaborate. Uh, whether it's you know a band a band situation or um, <clears throat> something like you know, uh, writing writing music to, to try and license because you, you're always getting a different perspective, and I, I think that it can, it, it, if it's a healthy collaboration, it can really um bring the piece to a whole different level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, so it, it was cool to work with with him because he had a lot of good ideas and um helped bring some of those pe- uh, pieces to to a different level.
0: <clears throat> nice. Yeah. Jason, you got anything to add? You got anything to ask him?
1: No. Uh, do we get the date when the uh, movie uh, is available? Um, October twenty seventh.
0: it'll be out on all the outlets, like, uh, so it'll be on Amazon on, on October twenty seventh. Then.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. It will. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Barnes and Noble was uh, Barnes and Noble was the other one.
0: Oh, okay. That, uh,
1: they're sort of like announcing these as it gets closer to the date. They just keep doing press releases. So sure. Yeah. So Barnes and Nobles and Amazon. I know, or, or two that it's that it's definitely on, but I'm sure it'll be in a, in a bunch of stores as well. Yep.
0: And then, do you got any other projects coming down the line that you can talk about, or is there anything that's still kind of hush hush that you're working on? Or, um, so yeah, I could talk
1: about stuff I'll be working on in the future, but I also want to mention uh, uh, a couple bands that I had. Uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Artists that I produced recently. Uh, so the most recent project I did was a band called Mouthful, and they're sort of like a Maybe like a pop punky type of thing, similar to maybe like Green Day, Blink One Eighty Two ish, you know, uh, with a modern edge. And these guys, I- I'm telling you, they are an amazing band. <laughs> the songs are incredible, and the album came out incredible. So <clears throat> they're getting ready to release this album very soon. So it's something that uh, you know anybody that might be into that uh, genre of music, uh, you know, you could check out. Uh, you can you can go online and. Hear some of the some samples of their pieces um, now, uh, some of their songs. And uh, let's see, I, I did a, a, another cool band called the Craw uh, which is sort of a blues bluesy type deal. Okay. Uh, and the thing that was cool about that, something that I'd never done before, was they have a uh, a guy who plays with them. His name's Washboard Dave, and he plays a washboard. <laughs> And man, I'll tell you that that was cool—a cool feel to to do music that has a washboard in it. You know,
0: interesting. How do you so, how do you how do you mic that up in the studio and get it to sound right? Like, how do you get something that's an unusual instrument like that to uh, come through in its full power? Whatever you would say, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of microphones. <laughs> <laughs> so, really, what I did was. I had uh, one mic that was uh, really just sort of centered right toward the middle of the washboard to just pick up that direct, uh, that direct signal, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. just those, those thimbles dra- dragging across the washboard and the taps, I mean, just so it's like right in your face, you know? Um, and then what I did is I took uh, <clears throat> some some stereo mics and put those out a little bit further, um, to to capture uh, this the stereo feel of it um, with the direct sound and a little bit of the room sound and then a couple of mics even out, uh, further out than that so and then you just and then you just mix it together to get the right feel
0: yeah okay
1: you know um, but uh, so they, they they went through a change they have actually a um, uh, a new guy that's playing banjo with them when I recorded them it was so it was a washboard a resonator guitar uh an upright bass and then uh, you know vocalist who, who played the flute as well
0: sure
1: so um but uh the guy that was playing resonator guitar with him um uh could, couldn't do it anymore so then they brought in a banjo player and uh it's you know that's pretty cool stuff too yeah but but uh, yeah that was just a, another band that i wanted to mention
0: and uh now are any of these guys on um, oh what's the popular sound sound site there oh come on well soundcloud yeah soundcloud or are they on their own websites like how can people Um, find them well they're all on
1: they're all on facebook um and i think they i think they use reverb nation both of those bands okay but if you go to if you get to the facebook page um they have players up there where you can hear some samples or hear some full songs
0: okay that's cool
1: yeah and then i guess the only the other artist uh they had a little bit of notoriety that I produced was, uh, Gloria Meduka, um, who, who ended up, uh, she, she performed on, uh, it was either America's got talent or American idol. And I can't remember off the top of my head, but, but she ended up winning the, uh, NPA awards in Atlanta. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so she, she was sort of on the fast track to, uh, to success. And I'm not sure exactly what happened, but now she, uh, has a big radio show in Nigeria.
2: <laughs> <Huh>.
1: <laughs> yeah. So she's like a morning or I, actually, I don't even know if it's a radio show. It might be like a, you know, like a morning TV show. Interesting. Yeah. She moved back to Africa and is doing that now. So, um, so yeah, so those are some of the artists that I did. And then, you know, you'd ask me what's coming, you know, what's coming up here. So, uh, the next projects I'm going to work on, uh, I think I'm going to be doing a short, um, for these guys out of New York city. Um, the the name of the short is Hooked, and I don't know too much about it yet. Uh, we just sort of started talking, uh, and uh, I think I'm going to be working with them to do the music for that. Um, but the uh, after that, the next one I know that's a definite is uh, a movie called Phoenix the Resurrection, which is with the same uh, production companies that did the Jersey Devil, and this one is going to be like an action, sort of action-drama type feel, which is sure. like I'm like yes because not you know now this is right down my alley right
0: Yeah yeah
1: right <laughs> I don't have to try and make people laugh I can just make them <laughs> get pissed off or whatever
0: You need a um, adrenaline rush right
1: Yeah exactly So um, so that that's definitely going to be happening I uh, they're going sort of securing the funding and going to be going into pre-production soon and they were even there's even been talks of um trying to get liab schreiber to be uh oh, really in this movie because i there's a there's a c- connection there and you know half the battle is having the connection yeah so, exactly. um, but i'm not making any promises if he's not <laughs> in it don't be mad at me yeah yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah yeah so th- those are like the uh the next projects that i'm sort of moving
0: towards That's pretty cool sounds like you've had a, a- a long and interesting journey it's quite you know just one thing leading to another leading to another and it just keeps building up yeah
1: yeah definitely it's uh i I like to keep growing and i I think that's why i've done so many different things you know whether it's drumming singing um producing or you know trying to write some film scores it's you know i i I like to challenge myself
0: yeah would you would you you do video games if it came up if you had the opportunity oh absolutely yeah. Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, I, I sort of been going back and forth with um, this one guy who, who's uh, deep in development for a uh, uh, major video game right now. This this guy he's he's, a, he's an entrepreneur really because <clears throat> he had um, worked on some pretty major games like um, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, cool. And yeah, um, oh, there's there's some other really big ones that he's done like Unreal or I I don't know. Uh, some other ones but he uh he decided to venture out on his own and create his own you know gaming company so he and again he's in the middle of uh sort of his first game right now uh producing it and um <clears throat> we had ended up uh hooking up and talking a little bit and uh I you know I had done the same sort of deal that I did with the Jersey Devil I wrote a piece and I I sent it to him based on the concept of this game yeah and I said uh well, here's a piece that I just wrote. I think it might might go well with your game. And uh, he writes me back, and he's like, "This is amazing." He goes, <laughs> "We're," <laughs> um, he goes, "We're we're not quite to the point where we're ready to be putting music in yet, but um, I definitely want to talk to you when we get closer." So oh,
0: that'd be cool. That,
1: yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. Um, yeah. So I'm not holding my breath, but it would it would be pretty pretty awesome to, to get into a major game to get yeah. some, some music even if it was one one piece you know
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah so um yeah so ga- gaming definitely i mean whether it's gaming tv or film um i'm all about it cuz the, the other thing that's cool about it is you can try different um, different genres so you know what i mean it's like yeah cine- whether it's a you know cinematic or or a rock piece or a pop piece or um a piece from the 50s you, you never know what's going to come up
0: yeah well, it's cool that you got that. Uh, you got the talent to be able to be that versatile. You know, some people are sort of stuck and they can only write one kind of music. But it sounds like you're able to work with the developers and just be like, "Hey, you know, I can pretty much fit into anything you need." You know? Yeah,
1: I don't know about opera, but <laughs> <laughs> that might be that might be a tough one. No, I mean it, it's uh, some pieces, uh, some genres are more challenging than others. Obviously, you know. Um, so people tend to stick with what's most comfortable I mean uh, obviously uh, but when I have the opportunity to to try and and do something different um, you know it it scares me a little bit but you sort of have to just go and do it
0: yeah
1: and and see what comes out you know if you you know if you failed if you try one thing and you fail, then you just you try something else I mean that's what's cool about music you you can just immediately come up with something completely different you know yeah um, so yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been uh, a lot of fun, though.
0: That's cool. That's cool. We're getting to the point where we'd like to start wrapping it up, but before we go, I, want, I really want to touch on something else. Um, sure. Because we we're a geek show, and we always like to know, like, what is... Other than music, of course, like what is something that you've been really geeking out about lately? What is something that you've really enjoyed? Is there any like television or movies or books or comics or anything that you've read, that, yeah. uh, you know, or seen that you just like been like, holy crap, this is so good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? I'm really digging
1: um, that Gotham yeah. series. Yeah. Um, I can't. What network is that on? I'm trying to remember right now. Um,
0: Do you remember, Jason?
1: Was that? I don't. I don't watch it. <laughs> oh, you haven't watched it yet. No. Yeah, I'll look it up. I'll look it up real, real quick here while we're
0: talking. But um, it's on one of the major networks, isn't it? Like, oh NBC yeah. or ABC or Fox or something. Yeah, that's why. I uh, I'm sure people can find it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Fox. It's on Fox. So, okay, yeah. Man, I'll tell you that that show is so well done. Um, just everything from the cinematography to the acting to the story. Yeah. I Have you loved
0: seen it? The, I loved the season opener of the second season here. This was That was just fantastic. Yeah. And, and the direction they're going to go. I think I actually did see the second episode, too, and I think I just watched it the other night, actually. And okay. it just seems like the direction they're going to go with the villains and doing this like it seems like they're going to take over the city or something like it's just like amazing right
1: yeah i mean not, not to give away too
0: many spoilers for the listening <laughs> but yeah
1: yeah i i've only seen the first one uh from this season so far i i, I you know i'm tivoing it but did you see the first season john yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah so like the first season was sort of about building right building the stories and starting to build the characters you're like you're like who who is this guy going to be is he going to be one of the villains you know
2: what i mean
0: yeah yeah
1: and uh right so it was it was building up and yeah it was like they come out with this this the second season and you watch the first one and all of a sudden it's like you're like oh crap something something bad's gonna happen (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so um that that, that's uh that one that is definitely um been piquing my interest uh and then of course you know a a given probably with anybody that that you know that's geeking out uh, i'm just looking forward to december the the new Star Wars oh, trilogy.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's on everyone's mind. Yeah,
1: um, you know, I, I'm really putting a lot of faith in, um, in Disney to yeah. do this right, um, and to in the director. I, I just, I, I, I have a really good feeling about this one, and you know, just the fact that they're saying, you know, they're they're when they made this or what you know, as they're making this movie, they're saying we're 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 bringing in real models, yeah, and for practical real,
0: effects, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's not
1: all CGI because I'm sure as, a, as any of us have probably seen a lot of these movies. It, sometimes it just gets to be too much. It it just becomes fake. Yeah, the CGI is, is so so uh, just I don't know overwhelming that you you know it you know it's fake. Sometimes it's not done very well. So over the top. Um, and uh, you know the fact that they're they're using you know just real um real models and, and real at um stunts you know i, I think that's going to make a huge difference
0: i think it is too yeah i i, I mean i of course you know me I, i'm going to just be like i'm i know tickets say i probably hear tickets out here are going to start going on sale like mid october and i want to try to get into the first two shows i'm just going to watch it two times right in a row
1: <laughs> john john's waiting in line already <laughs> <laughs> basically right yeah yeah that's your that's where you're doing the show from um <laughs> but the, oh the other thing i would mention as far as uh um, movies, and, and John, you'll probably like this one, I'm to- I'm totally in love with the new um, Star Trek reboot. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the first two movies have just been incredible.
0: I liked the first one more than the second one, but... Um,
1: I would agree. Yeah. i I'd give the first one a 10. I mean, i give that a 10 out of 10. I love that.
0: And I can't wait to see... I, know, I mean, Simon Pegg is working on the third one, so I can't wait to see what he comes up with and uh, story ideas where he takes this thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's there's so much they can do. They could keep it going forever. I mean, really, any of the stuff we're seeing now, the way the way they're writing these stories, like a lot of these superhero and comic book stories, they're doing it in a way that they can just keep it going forever if they want to. Yeah, you know.
0: And a shot to to try the Flash, that TV show.
1: You know what? It's so funny you you asked me that because. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of advertising
0: yeah. for it,
1: and I was sort of thinking to myself, "I I wonder how good this thing is." Um, so tell me, have you?
0: I've been watching, watching it? it, and I think it's one of the best shows ever done, superhero wow. wise. Superhero wise, yeah. I'm gonna have to check it out, then. And just because of the number of characters they're bringing in, I mean, I was not, a, I was never a big DC Comics fan. I was always more Marvel, other than yeah. other than Batman and Superman. You know what I mean? But it was like, um, so all, I was like, I was Batman, Superman, all the other DC characters I could care less about, you know. But um this show, they're bringing in so many characters from the DC universe that it's actually got me a little bit more into figuring out the backgrounds and understanding these characters more. I'm not really reading the comics, you know, it didn't make me go that far, but... <laughs> Yeah, it like really got me interested into the characters and I love the universe they're creating through the Flash and now connecting it to the Arrow series. And then they're going to connect it to this new one called Legends of Tomorrow. And it's like DC is knocking it out of the park with their television shows, you know, and Gotham has been great, like you said. They just need to get something going with their movies franchise, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Marvel's yeah, got mean, it. I mean, Marvel's knocking it out of the park in the movie aspect, and DC's just knocking it out of the park in the television area. That's really what I think's happening, you know?
1: Sure. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, you better be careful about saying you're not reading the comics because... Uh <laughs> Some people might consider that sacrilege. That are listening to this show. <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna come beat down my door. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> I know. That's all right. I don't. I don't read them either. But um,
0: <laughs> have you uh, have you watched The Strain?
1: No, I haven't even heard of that. What is that?
0: Uh, it's kind of like a vampire thing. I think it's on, but it might be on FX, the FX channel. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, holy cow, that one is like probably my number two or number three go to show. It's definitely in the top five, you know, of all time great shows.
1: I'm, uh, I'm, I'm making notes over here right now.
0: Yeah, strain. <laughs> Basically, and you know, it's, flash. Like, it's like it's yeah. a typical thing. You've got like this old guy. Basically, what happens, <clears throat> how it kind of sets up is this guy who works for the CDC gets this. He's get he gets paid to bring this crate into New York City, the island part of New York City, right, like Manhattan Island, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's basically surrounded by water, and if they close off the bridges, he can control this entire area, right? And when he gets out and starts spreading the strain around that he he has, it, it basically creates vampires through these little worm things and stuff. And that's where we get the mythological vampire from. So it's a little bit different than what we've seen as a typical vampire. It's more of like a parasite that changes your body, and then you have this telepathic kind of connection to the guy that was in the box called the master. They just mm-hmm. called the master. They haven't really given him a name and they've been slowly going into his background and how things got started and where he came from. And then they have brought in like these ancient guys that have been around for hundreds of thousands of years or something. And it's like this, you know, and, uh, and there's of course this old guy who's kind of like Van Helsing hunting him down and he's been hunting him down since uh, the concentration camps in World War Two. And uh, one of the Germans that worked in the concentration camp is now working for this master, and he's still the same age, you know? <clears throat> yeah. So it's kind of like, it's like these guys don't age once they turn, you know, of course. And, uh, but it just gets so interesting because you've got the government involved, you've got the city being locked down, the CDC's trying to stop the spread of the parasites, so they're treating it like a disease, you know what I mean? So it's like you got all these elements that you just wouldn't expect in, like, a vampire story. And then the people who are on in the city are wrapped up in it, and now you've got like a, a mayor or someone who's who's rising up and trying to get the citizens to fight back against these things that come out at night and try to kill them, you know? Yeah, that's yeah, uh, it's, that it's, sounds. In every episode, it just gets more and more <laughs> intense, and you're more and more on the edge of your seat, and it's just it's it's amazing. It's a great show. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out, but I, I have to ask you
1: since you're talking about vampires now, um, so. Movies. I, I just saw a movie the other day, and it, 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 it blew me away because it was so original, uh, and it, it started out a little slow. I'm like, where, where's this movie going? But have you seen Aff- Afflicted?
0: Not yet, no.
1: Yeah, you got to check that one out. Is it on uh,
0: any of the streaming stuff? Um, Or is it like Redbox I, or DVD? Yeah, I actually
1: rented the DVD, so I'm not sure if it's streaming, but it's uh it's it's quite a unique twist on the vampire story so um yeah check that out
2: yeah
0: I'm writing it down all right check that one out i will cool well you know i i actually think uh you know on that note maybe we should check out ourselves yeah all right yeah <laughs> yeah because we've been uh we're, we're getting uh, about 50 45 50 minutes here of good stuff and that's where i like to keep the episodes usually around 40 45 minutes so yeah i appreciate the uh you know the opportunity
1: to Catch yeah. up and uh, yeah. just you know let people know what I'm up to. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to look forward to all the stuff that's coming out. I mean, I was taking notes while you were going on, and I'm going to check out those bands and definitely check out this film when it comes out. Because I got Amazon Prime, so I mean, I can get it right on there and watch it there. Cool, cool. And uh, so I guess the only
1: other thing before we wrap up, we talked about uh, music. Yeah. So the, the piece that you played at the beginning of the show, um, it's called Battle Cry, and that's uh, potentially going to be... Um, the theme song for, um, for a show, uh, a reality show that, that's, uh, going to be coming out. Okay. <clears throat> but, um, and then I was going to ask you for the end of the show, you wanted to play another piece. So written for, uh, the Jersey devil, sort of a rap type feel with a little bit of a, uh, satirical edge to it and, um, just sort of a fun rap type song.
0: Yeah. We'll close out with a song by Zazu Pitts. <laughs> <Sounds> <laughs> All right. Good. All right. All right cool, man. man. Hey, thanks a lot for coming on and, and spending some time with us. It was really great getting to know the process that you go through, and uh, your—I mean, your basically your story as you went through your career in music. I mean, this is fantastic.
1: Yeah, uh, you're welcome, and uh, thank you again.
0: Yeah, cool. We'll
1: have to do it, uh, you know, sometime in the future.
0: Definitely, definitely.
1: After the next Star Trek movie comes out.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. We can and just <laughs> have you on the round table, and we'll just geek out about Star- the new Star Trek movie for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll call in any time and do that.
0: That'd be cool. All right, yeah, brother. Appreciate it.
1: All right. All right, man. Thank you, we'll and uh, tell Jason thank you. Yeah, talk to you later, Bye. Dad.
2: Okay, welcome to this wondrous place with people dancing and mashing face Home to half the FBI database and the entire Guido Race. What? Hell on earth but it feels like heaven Jump up and down, get your engine revving We're here tonight and we're here to stay Is Jersey City like every day yeah. Welcome to Jersey 201 We're here to make some moves and have some fun yeah, welcome to Jersey, the big JC, yeah, not that Jesus dude, but the big city, now Hudson County's the place to be if you're repping that LGBT, we got talent better than you ever beat, like give me some of that queen of tea, my chemical romance, bro, everybody clap your hands, yo, now I'm off to commit some crimes, Faith for veggies, it's a land duck, fat fry, welcome to Jersey, 201, we're here to make some moves and have some fun, yeah, welcome New Jersey, the big JC, yeah not that Jesus dude, but the big city, hell has been our home forever, relocating hell, Jersey City,
0: New Jersey
2: We're never going to stop We kill it over at Newport You looking like you're lost It's effortless, but we do more We chilling in the heights These rap skills come in handy For tearing off the roofs Like Hurricane Sandy, yeah this is how we do it in hell. Since little boy James fell down that well, the good old devil would not, not flee. Then down came the real JC. Welcome. New Jersey 201 We're here to make some moves and have some fun. Yeah, welcome to Jersey, the big JC. Yeah, not that Jesus do, but the big city.